Hey, you guys go ahead and grab a seat. You guys go ahead. Grab, if you can find one. If you can find one. If not, uh, I see one right there. There's a seat right there. There's maybe some seats around. Uh, it all just depends on if you want to cuddle with, an, with a stranger or not. Um, man, this is so, so cool. Uh, so fired up. So excited to have you guys uh, here today. And, uh, man, I want to pray with us really quick. I want to pray. We're going to do something really special, really unique in just a minute, okay? Um, I, need, I need you stretched out this morning because you are going to move, okay? Uh, we are not ending the sermon uh, where you're at right now. We're starting the sermon here. We're not going to end the sermon uh, where you're at right now. So we're going to all do something. This is all involvement today. Uh, so we're all going to do something here in just a second. But I want to pray uh, and ask God to speak to us. This morning, all right, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I pray right now, God, speak to us. God, get us ready for everything that you would want to say because, God, this is just an awesome thing that, God, you've brought us all here this morning. The weather is amazing. God, people have brought a lot of food. And, God, we've just come today. uh, And, God, we've come because we want to see what you're going to do. God, we we want to be a part of what you're doing. And so, Jesus, I pray that right now, Uh, God, you just speak to us, speak to every person that's here. You know why they're here. Speak to them right where they're at in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Hey, let me let me start let me start off and ask ask a quick question here, uh, very very fast. I want to ask a question here, and this might be like a churchy type question. Okay, so maybe you don't have a church background or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, but, but just bear with me, okay? Bear with me with this. But uh, if you do have a kind of a church background, you're a Christian, you've had a relationship with God for a little bit, uh, let me ask you a question. Have you ever known somebody that you were just convinced they're too mean, they're too rough, they are, they're never getting saved? Does anybody know anybody like that? Raise your hand right now. You've known somebody like that. Like, that person is so messed up, they'll never come to church. If you know somebody like that, raise your hand. There we go. Oh, look at there. All kinds of hands are going up, right? You just know somebody, you know, they're, they're just, they've just got too many problems. They're just too messed up. Like, there's no way they can get saved. There's no way they'd ever come to church. Hey, maybe somebody said that about you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody used to say that about you. Like, there's no way that person would ever go to church. There's no way that person would ever serve or, or ever have a relationship with God. And, and if there has ever been somebody alive that other people said that about, It was absolutely the guy that we're going to talk about for just a minute this morning. A guy named Saul, who you might know better as Paul. So if you've got a Bible, I want you to go ahead and open up your Bibles really quick to Acts chapter 9, okay? Open up your Bible, turn them on on your phone, mobile device, wherever you've got. The verses are going to be right over here in just a second. But Acts chapter 9, verses 1 to 19 is where we're going to read, and Let's just go ahead and let's just, let's just jump right in here this morning. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 19. Watch this. It says this. But Saul, but Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord. See, stop right there. Let me just give you some, some background in case you're new to church. Paul, okay, there's a guy named Paul. He wrote most of the New Testament. Before he got saved, his name was Saul, and he was a bad dude, man. I mean, he hated Christians, he hated Christianity, he hated Jesus. He was honestly the equivalent of a terrorist. And what, Paul, what Saul would do is Saul would go into a town and he would either have Christians arrested and it didn't matter who they were, men, women, and children. He would either have them arrested or he would have them killed. 
Now, if you want to read about Saul having a Christian killed, having someone executed, look at Acts chapter 8. We're not going to go there this morning, but you can look at that. So watch this. In in Acts chapter 9, verse 1, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the, the disciples of the Lord. He hates Jesus. He's trying to take out Christianity. Watch this. Went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus. He says this, so that if he found any belonging to the way. See, now watch this right here. When Christianity first started, everybody thought it was a cult. Imagine that. And people said it was a cult, and they, they called it the way, and they put it on topics Jerusalem that it was a cult, right? It was awesome. So he says if it, he's going to go to Damascus, and he's going to try to find some Christians, men and women, and he might bring them bound to Jerusalem, arrest them. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you'll be told what you're to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were open, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, neither ate nor drank. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to, said to him in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise. And go to a street called Straight. And at the, house of, at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying. And he's seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay hands on him so that he might regain sight. But Ananias said, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much evil he's done to your saints at Jerusalem, how he has authority here from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, watch this, Go. He is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias departed and entered the house and laying hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me to you so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes. He regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized. And taking food, he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. See, this is the story of how Saul became Paul. It's the story of Saul's conversion. And and from this story, you and I get a phrase, and the phrase is a Damascus road experience. How many of you have ever heard that phrase before, Damascus road experience? Raise your hand if you've heard that. Look at there. A lot of hands are going up. You've heard that phrase, it's a Damascus road experience. Or somebody says something, oh man, I had something, it was like a Damascus road experience. And what that means, it means an experience that changes everything. A Damascus road experience is an experience where somebody meets Jesus and it just completely changes them. And listen, at the forum For the past three years, we've seen a lot of people come to the forum, meet Jesus, and have a Damascus Road experience. Have we not? We have. We've seen a lot of people have a Damascus Road experience at the forum. I'm looking around right now, and I see a lot of faces of a lot of people who have had a Damascus Road experience at the forum. You got saved there. You got baptized there. It was a place 
of impact. It was a place where people had a Damascus Road experience. And today, what we're doing today is we're coming into this place to dedicate this place, to pray over this place, that God would take these five acres, this building and the building out there that that teenagers will be in, that God would take this place and make it a place of impact so that more people that we could ever imagine would come right here to our future campus and meet Jesus and have a Damascus Road experience. Isn't that what we want to happen? That's what we want to happen. That's why we're here today. And so here's what I want to do very quickly, very quickly, because the smell of chicken is about to fill the room, and people who, oh gosh, it's over. Listen, if you've got a Baptist background, Baptists will kill for chicken, amen? Right? Oh, man. Some of you clapped at that. See, you, your knife is already pulled. I have two things very quickly for you. Two things, that are so, two things that are really simple. Two things that I've said from day one. Two things that are true about our church right now. And listen, they'll be true about Summit until Jesus comes back. Okay? Two simple truths about our church that I want everybody to know about our church that's true right now. And it'll be true until Jesus comes back. First thing that's true about our church is that anyone can come. Anyone, anyone can come. Can we all say that real loud so we wake up our neighbors if they're still asleep? Let's all say it together. Anyone can come. See, I love that God came to Saul and Saul was still a mess. See, God didn't wait for Saul to stop busting up Bible studies, to stop killing Christians, and then God started to love Paul. No, 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 no. God loved Saul in the middle of the mess. And so God comes to Saul on the Damascus Road while Saul is still a mess. While Saul still has a lot of issues, while Saul still has things in his life, While Saul is still far from God and doesn't want anything to do with God, God wanted everything to do with Saul, and he loved him. So God came to Saul, and he loved Saul while he was messy. And let me just say this. Summit is a place for messy people, is it not? Summit is a church for messy people. That's why I wore my shirt today. No perfect people allowed. Summit is a church for messy people because the gospel is for messy people. Isn't that right? The gospel it's for messy people. Jesus said, I didn't come for people who are, who are healthy, who don't need a doctor. I came for people who are sick. In other words, Jesus came for messy people. So it doesn't matter how much money somebody has or they, doesn't, or, or they don't have. They can come to Summit. There's a seat for them. It doesn't matter what anybody wears. We just want you to wear something. Amen? Like cover, like just Put a napkin over something or whatever. You just, whatever, just, it doesn't matter what you wear, you can come. It doesn't matter what your issue is, you can come. It doesn't matter what your past is, you can come. It doesn't matter what your mess is, you can come. Anyone can come. Is that right? Anybody can come. Well, Mark, what about those people? You know, you know what I mean, Mark? Mark, what about those people? including those people. Those people have a place at our church. There is a seat for them at Summit Community Church. And here's why. It's because there is no one who is so far from God that God's grace can't come into their life and radically change them. Do you believe that? I believe that. I believe that today. If God... Listen, if God can save Saul, hey, 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 let's get it out, let's, let's get it away from there. If God can save me, God can save anybody. 
Isn't that true? Don't you experience? If God can save you, God can save anybody. See, anyone can come, but here's the second thing I need you to see today. Anyone can be changed. Anyone can come, and anyone can be changed. Anyone can come, and anyone can be changed. No one is too lost. Anyone can be saved. If God can take Saul and make him Paul, then anyone can be changed. And see, if you're here today and you've met Jesus, if you have honestly met Jesus, listen, and you might not even remember that moment, but if you have a relationship with Jesus, you have had a Damascus Road experience. There's been some point when your life intersected with Jesus, and on the other side of that meeting, you were changed. See, so anybody can come, but here's this, this is key, don't forget this. Anybody can come. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way, right? Because if we have thousands of people coming, and they're all messy, and nobody's getting changed, and nobody's, nobody's meeting Jesus, if all kinds of messy people are coming, and nobody's being changed, something's wrong, right? Because nobody meets Jesus and stays the same. Nobody. See, I love what happens here. One of the things I love about this story is that God had a vision for Saul's life before anybody did. So God comes to a guy named Ananias. He says, Ananias, there is a guy right here in this city. Saul just got saved. And I love what Ananias says. Ananias says this in Acts chapter 9, verse 13. It says this, Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard from many about this man, how much evil he's done to your saints at Jerusalem. God, he's a bad man. I want to mess with that dude, God. God, I, 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 just, I just don't listen. God, he's too rough. God I, I don't really, God, I don't think you can take him and do anything with him. But watch this right here. God says this about Saul. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. God says, listen, I know he's rough. I know there's a lot of work to do. But wait till you see what I turn him into when I'm done. See, that's exactly why I wanted you to come today and we haven't done anything to this building. Right? Somebody, listen, a lot of people are fired up, man, and it's been so cool to see everybody smile, but somebody walked into the room because there's a lot of people here. I know people well enough to know. Somebody walked in, looked at this building and said this, well, this ain't pretty. I go to a pretty church. The forum, pretty. This ain't pretty. Right? Hey, you know what? I wanted you to see it rough. And listen, listen, we opened this place up. I'll be completely transparent. There's some places we've got the doors locked. I don't know what they used to do here, but I know where they used to keep the dead bodies, if you know what I'm saying, okay? And we, and we ain't going to let you go there today. But I wanted you to see it rough. I wanted you to look at that compressor over there. I wanted you to look at all the steel beams. I wanted you to, I wanted you to see it rough and empty. I wanted you to see it the way that it is. I wanted you to look at it and walk in, and somebody, went, when they walked in, they said this. They said, wow, this is metally. Because when you walk back in on opening day, you're going to look at the same exact place and say, wow, I can't believe it went from that to this. I can't believe. that." I, remember how rough that thing used to be? And look at what happened. Remember how empty 
it used to be, and look at how full it is. Hey, you know why I wanted you to come today? Because this building right here, what you're looking at, this is an illustration of what your life used to be before you met Jesus. Empty and rough, and all of a sudden Jesus moved in, and you don't have it all together yet, but you are not where you used to be. Can anybody testify to that? Anybody say amen to that? You know what, I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. See, I wanted you to come and look at this today because there's somebody in the room, and listen, in a crowd this size, somebody, this building, this is what your heart looks like inside right now. And maybe you come to Summit every single week, but you have never had a Damascus road experience with Jesus, an experience, man, where where you met him and you have never been the same. And I'm not talking about going to church and I'm not talking about religion. I'm not even talking about do you believe that there's a God or not. I'm talking about a meeting with Jesus that is Damascus Road where everything changes. Listen, if that's never happened to you, today is your Damascus Road. It's right now today in this building. But see, there are people that you know that need that Damascus Road experience. There are people that you work with. There are people that you go to school with. There are people in your life who are far from God. They might be messy. They might be rough. They might have rough edges. But I'm telling you, there is no one in any of our lives so far from God that God can't reach down and can't save. That's why on October the 5th, we're praying that 50 people get saved at Summit. On October the 5th, we're praying that 50 people get saved at Summit. So, so listen, next week we're back at the Forum, but let me just say this about October 5th. There doesn't need to be an empty seat at the Forum on October the 5th. You need to bring those people. You need to bring that person. We need to absolutely fill up the Forum, all 850 seats. We need to, have, we need to bring in extra seating. We need to have people sitting on the floors. We need to absolutely fill up the Forum And the reason we need to fill up the forum on October the 5th is so that as many people as possible hear about Jesus and can come to Jesus and have a Damascus Road experience on October 5th. If God can save 3,000 people in Acts 2, he can save 50 on October 5th. I believe that. I believe that. And not only on October 5th, but I want you to look around today. As here in just a second, we're about to go do something special, and we're going to eat, we're going to hang out, and all this stuff. As you're here today, I want you to know this is not just about a building. This is not about having a campus. This is not about our church finally getting a building so we can set up shop. No, it's about a place of impact. This is a place where your friends are going to meet Jesus. This is a place where your sons and daughters, where your husband, where your wife, where your co-workers, where your classmates, where people around you are going to come and they're going to have a Damascus Road experience. Let me ask you a question and don't answer it out loud. Just answer it right here in your head between you and God. Who, who do you know that's in your life that needs a Damascus Road experience? Who is it? Name them right now in your head. Because there are people in your life that God wants to use you so that they can have a Damascus Road experience. Anybody can come and anybody can be changed. Let's pray together really quick. Dear Jesus, right now I just come to you and God I pray, I pray right now, God that your spirit floods this place. 
God, that you would move in our hearts, that you would speak to us right here where we're at today. And God, bring to mind people that are in our lives who don't know you. There's people that we work with, that we go to school with, that we live next to. They're hurting. They're confused. They're making a lot of money, but they're still asking questions. Isn't there more? God, there are people in our lives that need a Damascus Road experience. Help us to see their face right now. Right now, help us to see their face. God, there are people in this room that need to be saved today. There are people right now in this room that don't know you, and today is their Damascus Road. I pray that, God, if there's anybody in this room that does not have a relationship with you, that today would be the day where they surrender their life to you, and that today you would come into their life and completely change them forever. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, nobody's looking around, no one looking around. But just by raising your hand, how many of you would say, you know what, there are people in my life, I know names of people that do not know Jesus, and I am praying that they would be saved. Raise your hand for them right now. Raise your hand for them right now. Hands are going up all over. If it's your kids, raise your hand for your kids. Your spouse, raise your hand for your spouse. If, it's your, if you know people who are lost and you're praying that they get saved, raise your hand for them right now. More hands are going up than did a minute ago. Almost every hand in this room has went up. Go ahead and put your hand down. Pray for them right now. Pray for them right now. Pray for them right now. Let me ask this question before we move on. If you are here today, I wonder if God has spoken to you right there in that seat and you know that you don't know Jesus Christ. You might be a good person. Maybe you've went to church for a long time, but you've never had that Damascus Road experience and you want it today. Today's the day you want to be saved. If you're here today and today, today, you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, you want to experience his love for the first time, his grace and mercy for the first time, you want him to come in and to completely change your life and for you to have that Damascus Road experience, I'm going to pray a prayer and I want you to pray this prayer with me today right there in your seat. These are not magic words. These are just me trying to help you express what God's doing in your heart. Pray this with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me right now. I need you right now. I want you to be Lord. I cannot do this without you. In your name, amen. No one is looking around. Do not raise your head. Don't look at me. But, but if you just prayed that prayer, if today's the day you want that Damascus Road experience, you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, raise your hand right now to say, today I want to get saved. I want to do it right now today. Raise your hand really high so I can see your hand. If that's you, today you want to give your life to Jesus Christ. I saw a hand go up on this side of the room. If you're making that decision today, I want you to look at me right now. I want you to look at me. When you came in today, you got a connection card. I want you to check on the back of that connection card that I gave my life to Christ. And don't leave today until you give somebody that card. Don't leave today until you tell somebody what you did. Now here's what I want everybody to do. I want everybody to look at me right now. Go ahead and look at me. When you came in today, you got one of these flags. I want you to take your Sharpie that we gave you and take your flag. And I want you on this flag to write the names of people that you know who do not know Jesus Christ. They are not saved. They're not Christians. And you're praying they have a Damascus Road experience. Write the names of somebody on that flag right now that you're praying would come October 5th and be saved. Or you're praying would one day come to this campus and give their life to Jesus. Go ahead, write it on that flag right now. Write it on the flag. 
You can write as many names as you want to. I've got names on both sides here. Maybe it's, your, maybe it's the team you're on. Maybe it's your cheerleading squad. Maybe it's your homeroom. Maybe it's the, the floor at the apartment complex you live at. I don't know what it is. Write it down. Write it down. And here's what I want you to do. If you're still writing, continue to write. I want everybody to stand to their feet. Everybody stand up right now. And I want everybody to grab their flag, take their flag, and follow me right outside that door. So we're all going to move. Let's all go. Right here outside of this door, right here. We're all going to go outside. Everybody, come on out. Make your way over through here. Let's scatter in close. Get really close. Get real close. I know earlier we ran out of flags. If you need to share one as a family, you do that. You want to write on a flag of a friend, you do that. Everybody get real close. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to fill up this area right here. There's this area right down through here. So just everybody can just kind of stream in. You can head down that way as well. But everybody, come on out and just kind of fill this whole area. Some of you can go down towards Ronnie. Fill this whole area. Everybody, come on out. We're still coming out. Maybe you're still thinking of names. You're still writing them down. Some people are. That's awesome. Keep writing that down. Fill that flag up. We're still waiting for everybody to come out. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome, man. Come on out. Bring your flag. You can fill up down this area right through here and all around. Just come all the way around here. All the way around. Come on up. We can fill around here. Everybody out. Everybody come close. Come on out here. Everybody's out. They're still coming out. Man, that's awesome.
hey, as people are coming out, you guys can spread around here. Let's all, let's, some people can kind of fill up this area down through here. It really doesn't matter where you're going to be at here. We're all going to do the same exact thing. If anybody needs a flag, maybe somebody's got an extra one, you want to share one right on the, one of uh, somebody next to you or anything like that. Um, but let's all come out here. Everybody's still coming out. This is awesome, man. This is awesome. This is a big deal. It's a big deal. Get real close. Get real close. People are going to have to push through over there in the back, in the back in just a second. You might want to walk around. You feel free to go wherever you want to go here in just a second. As people are coming out, um, Here's what, here's what I know. Here's what I know as people are coming out. I want, you to, I want you to look around at all of these people and think that, think that all of these people right here, uh, if you had a flag, put a name on a flag. Some people put more than one. How many people put more than one name on a flag? Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You think that God... Couldn't, couldn't grow and expand this church to thousands and thousands of people. Look at all of these people. And here's what I want you to know. Um, every name on this flag that you have represents a person with a soul who is far from God. And what they need is a Damascus Road experience. And today, we come to dedicate this facility to Jesus Christ. This is God's place. This is God's ground. Amen? Amen. This is not our churches. Now, God's going to let our church steward this, but it's not ours, it's His. And so we just want to say the very first day, God, we want, we want this place to be a place of impact where people would come and have a Damascus Road experience. And so we come today and we dedicate this place and we declare that we will be a people who will be about the business of spreading the gospel, that lives will be changed. So what I want you to do, anywhere on this hill, in that grassy area, wherever you want to go, I want you to take your flag, and I want you to take your flag and just drive it into the ground. And we're going to leave these flags here as a declaration that this will be a Damascus Road campus. This is a campus of Damascus Road experiences. You can go over there. Feel free to walk all the way up. Wherever you want to put your flag, you put your flag. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. And once you get that done, just stay right here outside. Just stay right here outside. Once you plant your flag, just drive that into the ground. You can go on that side. You can go all the way around, wherever you want to go. And once we're done with that, everybody stay right here. Everybody stay right here for just a second. Once you put your flag in the ground. Once you drive that flag into the ground, everybody stay right here. Now here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Now we are going to pray. All of us. We're going to pray right here as a church family. Um, and then after I pray, 
We're going to go back inside. There's tons. Listen, there is literally tons of food. Please stick around. Eat. Uh, please eat. There's a lot of food here. And hang out. There's going to be inflatables for the kids. But here's what we're going to do. We are going to, uh, as best as we possibly can, form a circle right here and pray for this campus. So we're going to pray right here. So everybody grab hands of the people around you. And we're going to pray. Go ahead. We might need to scoot back, scoot around. We're going to make one big, massive, huge circle. So we might need to scoot down, scoot around. You guys have obviously done this before. I like the movement around the porta potties. You've handled that very well. You handled that very, very well. We can keep going down. You can keep going down. Keep going down. We're going to make one big massive circle. So, so we're going to make one big huge circle and we're going to pray for this campus. We're going to pray for this building, this facility. Um, but here's really what we're praying for. We're praying for every name that you just wrote down. Okay? We're praying for every name that you just wrote down. That God would save them. That God would give them a Damascus Road experience. Alright? So let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, it is in your name that we come today and we dedicate this future campus of our church, your church, to you. It was yours already, but God, we just want to make a public declaration. We just want to stand together and say, God, this is yours and we want to be a good steward of what you've put in our hands. And God, you've not called us to be a church for ourselves. You've called us to be a church for people who aren't even here yet. To be a church where people can come and have a Damascus Road experience where anyone can come, no matter who they are and where they've been, anyone can come because anyone can be changed. God, burn that on our hearts as individuals. Burn that on our hearts as a church. God, I pray for 50 people to be saved on October 5th. I pray, God, as we move into this campus, God, in your time that, Jesus, you would fill this place with people and you would do more in this campus and in our church than we've ever dreamed, imagined, or planned. Father, thank you for every person that's here. Thank you for every name on, this, on these flags here. And these flags symbolize, they represent people. And we are here to make a difference in people's lives in your power. God, do it through us. And we want you to get all glory. This is not for our glory, but it is for your glory. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for everybody that's come. Thank you for every person that's served at Summit. And every person that gives at Summit. And every person that makes our church, because church is people. Jesus, we love you so much. And we are here today because you died for us and you came back to life for us. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, guys. Man, this is awesome. Okay, so right now, here's what we're doing. Right now, the food is ready to go inside. So we're going to go ahead and file back through here. Now, the line is obviously going to be a long line, all right? So you might want to let some people go, but we've got volunteers in there. So we're going to go ahead. You can go ahead back in there. Okay, well, they're getting it ready. Oh, is it not? Did it really? Okay, is anybody going to help? Okay, well, we're getting the food. I was just told they're getting the food in preparation right now. So, uh, so give us just a little bit on that, and uh, they're taking care of it. So give us just a little bit, but we'll get started in just a second.